When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, no more excuses, Daniel Jones. It's all in your lap right now, my friend. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80 on your smart speaker presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Aloysius Canty, good morning. What's happening, big fella? How you feeling today? I feel like a hundred dollars. and You don't feel as good a, as Andrew Thomas. There's a lot the more reason, than that being tossed exactly. around right now. Not at all. I don't I don't feel like $117 million or whatever it was that Andrew Thomas got this morning. And the New York Giants, that is exactly where we begin. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Andrew Thomas gets a five-year, $117.5 million extension from the Giants. Includes $67 million fully guaranteed at signing. And this comes in the wake of Saquon Barkley signing his uh, one-year contract yesterday, the almost equivalent of the franchise tag. It comes after Dexter Lawrence gets four years and $90 million. It comes after Daniel Jones gets four years and $160 million. And Canty, Daniel Jones is where we begin with this because now the Giants have put all of their eggs in the basket of winning in the relative short term. And if they don't, it is the fault of the quarterback, quite simply. No question about it. All the pressure has to be on Daniel Jones. Think about this. The Giants have eliminated all the excuses as to why he can't have success, right? They went out and they got a pass catcher that can dictate front and coverage in Dallin Waller. They made the trade with the Raiders earlier this offseason. They made sure that Saquon Barkley was in training camp on time through a tough negotiation that took place over the majority of the offseason. And now they've locked up a left tackle in Andrew Thomas making him one of the richest offensive linemen in NFL history with the highest guarantee. And, big fella, that just follows up some of the other moves that the Giants have made in years past. Remember, the Giants went out a couple of years ago and used the second-round pick on Wondell Robinson, a pass catcher, a gadget guy. They went out last year and and drafted Evan Neal in the 2022 draft with a top-ten pick. And this year, they drafted John Michael Schmitz in the second round, another premium pick along the offensive line. So they have fortified the offensive line in front of Daniel Jones, and they've gone out and gotten him some weapons. So Daniel Jones has got to show and prove that he is a true franchise quarterback for the New York Giants. He's got to live up to that $82 million guarantee that the G-men gave him in a contract this offseason. And guess what? He won't. He's not. He's none of those things. Daniel Mm. Jones is quite simply a don't-screw-it-up guy. And Canty, that's that's just, it's not good enough. You have to show that you are capable of more than 15 touchdown passes. You have to show that while you can run a bit, and you had 700 yards last year, and that's a nice aspect to have your game, it frankly is nowhere near the most important when it comes to him. He is not Josh Allen. And even Josh Allen is trying to scale back how much he runs and how many hits he takes. What this is is Daniel Jones with an offense 
that should be more than enough to make plays? And this is the question I always come back to when we talk about franchise quarterbacks, Canty. Who does Daniel Jones make better? Is there anyone on the field that Daniel Jones is making better? Because that's what franchise quarterbacks do. And I don't look at one single player throughout the career of Jones, even in last year, which was his best year with Brian Dable, and say, that guy was made better in this instance by what Daniel Jones just did. I don't expect the Giants to be a playoff team this year. And I think a big reason why is that they do not have the franchise quarterback and he is the don't screw it up guy, the guy I want as the interim guy. And frankly, Canty, even though they paid him the $82 million because that's the going rate for a quarterback, they kind of paid him like the interim guy. Well, here's the thing. I mean, there are plenty of things to point to to nitpick about Daniel Jones um, throughout the first four years of his NFL career. But if you just focus on what we saw last year, Look at what happened in the postseason, the playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings. D- Daniel Jones was not just a screw-it-up guy in that game. I mean, he was 24-35 for 301 yards and two touchdowns, not to mention defense. had 78 yards rushing. Now, I get it. It's a bad defense, but it's a playoff game that he won. He's won more playoff games than Justin Herbert, who just got $262.5 million. Now, I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks, but what I am saying is that Daniel Jones has shown – when you get to the playoff-style football, that he can be effective, he can be a force multiplier, he can be the reason why you win games. You also look at why he struggled over the first three seasons of his career. The organization was the definition of dysfunction. The guy had three different offensive coordinators in his first three years. It's hard to have consistency, to elevate your play, to grow as a quarterback when there's so much turnover when it comes to your play callers. Not to mention the offensive line early on was atrocious. Not to mention that they were cycling through head coaches like it was nobody's business. So I I just think the stability and the continuity when it comes to the overall system and the play caller is going to help Daniel Jones going into his fifth season in the NFL, especially with what the Giants have surrounded him with. But to your point, how we started this show, there are no more excuses for why Daniel Jones can't get it done. If the Giants aren't a playoff team this year, it's the quarterback's fault. He's a big reason why. And I get it. There are always things that could potentially happen. There are injuries that could happen, things that could derail a season. But guess what? The quarterbacks that get paid at Daniel Jones' level find ways to overcome the situation. When things are less than ideal, they can be the difference in terms of the team being able to survive some adversity. He's going to have to prove that this year. The Giants were relatively healthy last year. They were. In comparison to other teams in the conference, other teams in the National Football League, they were relatively healthy. Now, they were on the right side of a lot of one-score games, too, including the playoffs. The Giants won nine one-score games. That's yeah. a lot of wins in close games. And against Daniel the Daniel Jones schedule. is going to have to continue that trend if we're going to buy into him being their franchise quarterback. And, and they did it against a bad schedule, too. Let's not overlook that. And they won nine games. But this is where, for Jones, when we start talking about the excuses being gone, I think there's about to be major regret. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And, Canty, that major regret is coming for Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley has done himself a major disservice. There is nobody that honestly believes the Giants can do anything this season without Barkley. 
And there is nobody that honestly believes that Barkley didn't have a huge impact, huge impact, on Jones' success last year and why he was so important to get back for his success this year. And yet, Barkley basically just took whatever the Giants ended up giving him after an offseason fold of angst and didn't even get anything out of it. And it's amazing to me, Canty. You know, I get a lot of this out of Saquon Barkley. Like, my teammates know I'm not that guy that's going to hold out, that's going to, you know, do anything that's not going to help our team. And he shows up on the first day of camp. And listen, maybe you were right yesterday when you talk about how some guys feel like they need to be there for the entirety of camp to be ready for the season. That's fine. There's going to come a day, and it's going to come sooner rather than later, and I think it's going to be at the end of this season where he's going to regret not pushing this further. Because if he did, Canty, if a running back is truly not that important, why is it that all of us agree that the Giants have absolutely no chance without him? I think in this case, Saquon was too humble. And, you know, I just don't see where he made the right decision. There isn't a player on that team that would hold it against him for holding out trying to get more money. No, nobody's going to hold it against him. And let's be clear, Saquon Barkley, when you look at his touches relative to the number of snaps the Giants had on offense, when you look at his total yardage comparison to what the Giants had in total yards on offense, he was a third of the Giants' offense. One player was a third of their offense last year. So we know how important he is, how integral he is to the offensive success, their team success, and their overall identity under Brian Dable. But what I will say about the Saquon Barkley deal is that it was a master class when it comes to negotiations by Joe Shane. Yeah. And Giants fans should feel good. You know why? Because you finally have ownership in a position where they're allowing football people to make football decisions. Now, that being said, I do think this situation will be one that Saquon Barkley looks at and laments because there was an opportunity to exert more leverage on the New York Giants, if albeit just holding out for several weeks until the start of the regular season. Saquon Barkley could have put more pressure on the franchise for not giving him what he was looking for because ultimately, with the not likely to be earned incentives that they baked in there for an extra million bucks, it's not worth being in training camp on time and allowing the New York Giants to win. Now, big fella, what I will say, too, is that some of this has got to be on Saquon Barkley's representation, Rock Nation, Mm. and CAA. You got to call him out. This is in no way in the best interest of your client, even if your client wants to be there. You know how we always talk about teams protecting the player from themselves? Well, in the business of the NFL, sometimes it's the agent's responsibility to protect the player from themselves. Now, everybody's going to say that the agent works for the player, and I get that. But you have to do what's in the best interest of your client. And there's no world in which you look at the Saquon Barkley one-year pack with the Giants and say that's in the best interest of them. Now, I get it. They weren't going to be able to negotiate beyond just a one-year deal. But, big fella, there are some times when you look at a situation on its face and as a former player, you say you're uncomfortable with the potential for inherent conflict of interest. Now, what do I mean by that? Hmm. Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas – both represented by Rock Nation. One guy didn't get close to get looking what, to getting what he's looking for. The other guy broke the bank and set a record for what offensive tackles get in the way of guarantees in the National Football League. Now, I'm not saying that this is what happened in this particular situation, 
But I, I remember when I was an impending free agent going into my final year with the Dallas Cowboys. I was represented by CAA. There were two other players on the Dallas Cowboys that were represented by CAA. I decided to fire my representation and go with somebody different because of the potential for a conflict of interest with my negotiation. Now, folks, this is something that's beyond the curtain. This is the underbelly of the National Football League when it comes to the business. But there's horse trading that goes on when it comes to agents that represent multiple players in the same organization. And nobody is going to admit it publicly because everybody is in the interest of keeping business pushing. The agent is in the business of maintaining good relationships with the teams more so than the players. You know why? Because the teams are going to be around a lot longer than the players. Yep. And so I never wanted to get lost in the sauce when it came to my negotiation, doing what's in the best interest of feeding my family versus another player uh, with, with the same team. I never wanted to be that. So I went with a different agent and ultimately ended up signing with a different team in free agency a year later. All I'm simply saying is this. The potential conflict of interest in knowing what Saquon Barkley got relative to what other core players on the New York Giants received this offseason and another guy that's represented by your same agency got just 24 hours later, I would feel uncomfortable about the deal that I signed. It raises an eyebrow, and it's an excellent point. It's one I never would have even considered in this situation. I'll tell you what. And again, who knows how it went down, but... You can't help but think about all the different implications there. Great stuff. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We are just getting started, my friends. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are all of the excuses gone for Daniel Jones? Up next, though, a former veteran NFL running back tells us how Saquon's decision really impacts the future of the, of the position. It's next. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. It has been decided maybe since the safety in the first quarter. Twelves, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champions. It was decided that early in that game. 43-8, to it was the Seahawks bombing the Denver Broncos. That was Steve Rabel on 710 ESPN up in Seattle. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are joined by Super Bowl champion, former NFL running back, most notably with the Seahawks and Colts. It's Robert Turbin who joins us right now. He does some work for Sirius XM NFL Radio as well. Robert, we appreciate the time. And let's just start here. Strictly from a running back mentality, what was your reaction yesterday when you saw the news that Saquon Barkley had accepted the deal he did with the Giants? Well, on one side of you know, on one side I was happy for him that he got a deal done that he's going to be able to play this season. I was a huge advocate of guys, even though they're disappointed and disgruntled about their contractual situations. You got to get out there and play. We've all seen what's happened with Le'Veon Bell. It doesn't really work in your favor to sit out the season, but the one-year deal guarantees him that he'll be a giant at least for this season and it avoids the possibility of him being franchised again next offseason so that's the positive of it obviously the negative is you don't have the security in multiple years um, but nevertheless he's going to play this season and they're going to need him big time this year Rob, as a former defensive lineman, I was a proponent of Saquon Barkley showing up on the eve of the regular season, maybe the Saturday before the first game, so he doesn't miss any game checks and signing his franchise tag. Maybe he doesn't play in the first couple of games, but he at least doesn't miss any checks. My question to you is, how important is it for a running back to be in training camp on time in order to stay healthy throughout the regular season? Uh, you know what? It's not that important, to be honest with you. You know, mm. I've, I've been around – I've been fortunate to be around a lot of great backs. And, and practice, you know, once you become a veteran in this, in this league, and, and you know this, you know, practice is really all about management at, at, at some point. You know, the, the, the grueling days of training camp as you become older in the league, as you become a veteran, isn't as needed as much as it is when you're a younger player. And when you're at the top of your game like Saquon, and you've had some health issues, it is about management. It is about load management, as they say in the NBA. But we're in, in, in football, we're talking about it from a practice standpoint. And so, no, it's not that important for Saquon to be there on time for training camp, but as long as he's getting what he needs, and nobody knows that better than the player himself, as long as he's getting what he needs to be ready for the season, he'll be good to go. Robert Turbin, former NFL running back, now Sirius XM NFL Radio, Super Bowl champion, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Okay, but let's just back up to Sunday night for a minute. We have a group of running backs that have a Zoom call, Robert, trying to figure out exactly what they can do to try to fix their plight since the running back is not getting the dollars that they once did. If you are one of those guys, if you are Josh Jacobs, who is still holding out right now and not even in the state, as far as we know, uh, in Nevada, (laughs) how do you feel about Barkley taking that deal? Did he just sell you out? 
No, no, I don't. I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm sold out at all. You know, Saquon. Listen, every individual player, even though they're going through a similar situation, they're you know, it it, it feels different to each guy. Like every guy's situation is different. For Saquon, you know, he's looking at a situation where it's like, look, I'm here for one year, and it's almost like, I mean, it, it feels like a prove-it-year deal for Saquon, even though he doesn't have anything to prove. But what it does is, like I mentioned earlier, it secures the fact that he's not going to get franchised again. And somewhere he'll get an opportunity to get paid the dollars that he wants. And if I'm, if I'm Josh Jacobs, I might be looking at that and say, hey, I might want to do the same thing for myself. Well, but he didn't. He did not specifically. Just to be clear, he did not specifically get that guarantee from the Giants. They can still franchise him next year. That's what the one thing that really caught my attention. That kind of threw me off as to why he would accept that deal. Is that the difference? So he signs a one-year deal, and it's not the franchise deal, and so they can still franchise him next season. They can. Yeah, they can. Well, that's so, an interesting situation, and that changes things a lot for Saquon. Yeah, see, this is, this is now, what I'm curious about, because it feels like, Robert, to your point, that for a running back right now, it's not even necessarily about the production. It's almost like the more they give you the ball, the more your ultimate value is dropping. Well, they're using that against you, and that's something Nick Chubb talked about in his presser at the opening mm-hmm. of training camp for the Cleveland Browns. It's like, you know, the more you get the ball – and the more production that you have, you know, these decision makers are using the fact that, you know, the wear and tear on your body, you know, obviously is going to lessen your production in the future. And that's the unfortunate part about the running back. And I understand these guys had a Zoom meeting and they wanted to get together to figure out, you know, how to, how to change things, how to better the market for the running backs. But unfortunately, nothing can really absolutely change until the CBA changes in 2030, until they have an opportunity to renegotiate how the CBA is structured right now because really the leverage uh, is on management. The leverage is with ownership right now, and there's nothing really you can do about that agreement. That agreement is in place. It allows to keep it, it allows teams to keep running backs for four, five, six seasons before even having to offer a big deal. And you guys know this as well as I do. You know, five or six seasons in as a running back it's going to be very, very, very difficult to get a big deal at that point in your career. No doubt your prime is over. Talking with Super Bowl champion Robert Turbin, former NFL running back. And, Rob, you spent a decade in the National Football League. You've seen the ebbs and flows of the running back market. Toward the end of your career, was there any talk in the locker room amongst players about the depressed running back market and where, where that was going in terms of the future of the position financially? Yeah, there was. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of talk about the running back position for a number of years now. Guys are continually, you know, being disappointed about, uh, you know, what they're being offered uh, contractually. You know, I was teammate with Marshawn Lynch. I mean, this was back in, you know, 2015 and 16, and he even threatened, you know, retirement to a certain degree uh, just because he didn't feel like, you know, he was being valued the way that, uh, he should have been, you know, for what he was producing onto the field. What wasn't mirroring the, the, you know, the offer that was coming from management at that time. And so it's been going on for a long time. Um, but at the end of the day, this, you know, like I mentioned with the CBA, you know, the advantage is with ownership. And you know, when you when you when you when you draft a guy in the first round, you essentially have him for five years. You know, five years can be a guy's prime. 
You know, then you can franchise him for year six if you want. You pick up his fifth-year option, franchise him for year six, and, you know, at, let's say you carried the ball 250 times each of those years. Very difficult for a guy at the running back position to get a big deal. The only way that's going to solve this, guys, is, you know, at some point we renegotiate the CBA and allow a running back to be able to renegotiate their deals after two or three seasons. That way they can re-up while they're still in their prime. Robert Turbin, Super Bowl champion, former NFL running back with us on Canty and Carlin, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And to be clear, if they do tag him a second time, he does get a 20% raise off of this season, so it's not the exact same money. But now we shift for a moment, Robert, to the fact that you played with Russell Wilson, and we're doing two-a-days here, and we're focusing on the Broncos today. From the time that you spent with Russ in Seattle, how will he respond, do you think, to what happened last season? And does he get too much criticism? Is he misunderstood? Well, I think he's going to respond well. You know, Russell is a guy that, uh, you know, does his best in times of adversity. Uh, he, he's, he's a very, you know, you guys know this, he, you know, he's a very religious guy and, you know, uh, you know, he believes in God very wholeheartedly and, uh, you know, in times of adversity, that's really what he leans on. And so he's always of this positive mindset and we're all human. So we all get down and, you know, we all have our, you know, trials and things like that, that we go through. Uh, but, you know, one thing I know about Russ is that he's always been at his greatest when he's had to respond to adversity in his life and on the football field. I think he's in a great situation. He's in a situation where uh, he feels very rejuvenated, similarly to what we hear about Aaron Rodgers in New York with the Jets. You know, he feels rejuvenated, and he's happy to be out there. Uh, It's very similar to Russ. He's where he wants to be. He's being coached by a coach that he wants to work with, that he's always admired from afar, and I think that's going to really breed greatness for him this year. And as far as him being misunderstood, I think to a certain degree, uh, you know, he's a difficult person to get to know. Uh, You know, he's, he's, he's a private person to a certain extent as well. Uh, but Russ is one of the great teammates in all of football. He's one of the great quarterbacks that we have in this league as well, and I expect him to do great things again this season. Robert, I want you to expand on that, what you just talked about with Russ being a difficult person to get to know. As a quarterback and as a team leader, a guy that's supposed to you know, rally the troops in the locker room and on the field, how important is it for Russ to extend himself to his teammates so they do get to know him so it makes it easier for them to be led by Russ? Yeah, no, it's very important. And, and Russ is a guy that is always, you know, inviting guys to, you know, different uh, events and things like that in the offseason with his teammates. You know, every year in the offseason when we were in Seattle, you know, he'd invite all the guys up to Hermosa Beach, which is in the Los Angeles area. We'd work out, you know, on the beach for an entire week. You know, Russ used to buy Los Angeles Lakers tickets. I mean, the, the, the first two times in my whole entire life that I got to watch Kobe play up front I mean I'm talking about we're sitting in the first three rows was because of Russ and it was me it was it was Doug Baldwin it was it was Jermaine Curse and all the guys that were on the offensive side of the ball and so he's a guy that is always extending himself to connect with his teammates and his and his and the, and the guys on the offense working out with them in the offseason uh to display you know his great leadership uh, and his great friendship that he has amongst the guys it's never changed Awesome stuff, Robert. We appreciate the time, man. Thanks for checking in with us. Thanks, fellas. That's Robert Turbin, former NFL running back. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And we continue with the two-a-days with the Broncos. And that was some interesting stuff right there that you got 
from Robert Turbin. And I'm glad that you followed up on that, the, the idea that he is a difficult guy to get to know. And I'm curious about the dynamic there, Chris. If guys feel like they can't break down a barrier with you in the locker room and really get at least a, a good feel for you, how much does that affect your leadership ability in that room? Well, if I don't trust you, I'm not going to follow you. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Like, I, I've got to be able to trust you. Now, a big part of that trust is built up on what you do on Sundays on the football field. Like, if you can ball, then you can ball. It doesn't matter if you're a knucklehead or not. Uh, but at the quarterback position, it's a little bit unique in the sense that you have to get everybody on the same page and make sure that everybody is tied together, make sure that everybody is willing to sacrifice for the goals that you set as a team. And that's where the quarterback comes in. Again, the quarterback is an extension of the coaching staff, extension of the general manager, and an extension of ownership. He's closer to the front office than he is the other 52 guys in the locker room. But he needs to know the other 52 guys in the locker room in an intimate way in order to know how to motivate his team in order to get them to to have that sustained success that they're looking for out there in Denver. So that's the thing that's a little bit of a head-scratcher when it comes to Russ because it's hard to – juxtapose what Robert Turbin just told us about him with what happened his first year in Denver, the parking spot where he forced other staffers that had parking spots to move their spaces, the office that he had in the second floor where the players, you know, aren't necessarily at you know, players in the locker room. He's got an office up there with the coaching staff in the front office. Like that, that stuff is a little bit uncomfortable for me because mm. that's not what anybody else does in the national football league quarterbacks don't go out of their way to separate themselves from the other guys in the locker room. That, that, that's already obvious that there's a different dynamic when it comes to how the quarterback relates to the franchise versus the other players. And what Russ did in his first year in Denver is exacerbate that. And that's not what you're hoping to get from your quarterback when it comes to him understanding his teammates and knowing how to motivate his team in order to go out there and give themselves the best chance to be successful. Well, here's what he is. Russ is the AI quarterback. That, that's what he is. It's like he was built like a machine and somebody is running him with a cell phone when he speaks. Like chat GPT. He's the Manchurian candidate in the NFL? Is Absolutely. that what we're doing? <laughs> Absolutely. Chat GPT is basically Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's what it is. I could ask him a question, and he's going to end every statement with Broncos Nation, let's ride. But that's a part of the problem, though. You have to be your authentic self. You there isn't. Be- it feels like, but that's the thing. It feels like there isn't an authentic self there. But my, my point is this. When you have career lows in QBR, completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, and a career high in sacks, guys don't want to hear, let's ride. Guys want to hear hear a plan on how you're going to fix it. And they want to have to, they want to have confidence in that plan. And if you don't have that relationship where there is that rapport, where there's that trust, where there's that chemistry, the things are going to go off the rails as they did in his first year in Denver. So it'd be curious to see whether or not he can get it back on track. I know Sean Payton will do his part in terms of trying to set the culture, but Russell Wilson has got to do his part in terms of being that player leadership on the field. Mark my words, by week 10, we will be hearing about how the two of them are not exactly on the same page, and we'll be talking about Russ's future in Denver. And that'll happen by week 10. 
Wow. I, I, I have no doubt about that. It's Canty wow. and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We saw two massive contracts doled out yesterday in two different sports, but one of them is a little bit more head-scratching than the other. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Justin Herbert, he has gotten paid a landmark five-year, $262.5 million extension. The Chargers actually came to the table with a deal that was north of everybody else and made it pretty easy for them to say, all right, let's go to training camp. Not surprising, that Justin Herbert would get the money that he got, of course, for this very second right now is the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and we expect that to change very soon with both Joe Burrow and, following him, Patrick Mahomes, due for some extensions. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So you had 262.5 yesterday, Canty, with 197 in total guarantees going to Herbert. So what is that, $52.5 million a year? Correct. Ooh. Correct. That's a whole lot of cash, hombre. Well, not as much as Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown gets five years, $304 million, which is 60.8 per year. Mm. The richest deal mm. in NBA history. Mm. Here is Zach Lowe from the Low Post podcast on whether or not Jalen Brown is actually worthy of that contract. Will it be a good contract? A plus value contract? Probably not. I mean, Jalen Brown's going to have to grow as a playmaker. It's his dribbling and his passing and his assist to turnover ratio, which often veers into negative territory. I actually think in some corners of the league, particularly the analytics corner, he's become a little bit underrated. You know, I've had a couple people in opposing front offices tell me something along the lines of, are the Celtics really going to pay their third or fourth or fifth best player all this money? And I was like, come on, guys, I know the passing. I know the assist to turnover ratio. I know the Derek White's an analytics darling, and so is Robert Williams. But like, this dude can score everywhere all the time in ways that are extremely hard to find. We knew that Jalen Brown was going to get the Supermax. We knew it. Once he made All-NBA, that was happening. And we knew that he was going to sign it in Boston and then maybe in a couple of years be elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And they probably didn't have any issue doing it because the cap's going to go up and they know what he is as a player. But Canty, if you're giving me the choice, and I understand they're completely different situations in different sports. I just got to thinking about this this morning. If you had to pick one of those two guys for the next five years to try to go win a championship, give me Justin Herbert. And I understand that he hasn't won a playoff game yet. But 
I put that more on the situation around that team and who his head coach has been the last couple of seasons. I, I look at Justin Herbert as I think the same way you do. A superstar quarterback, not even in the making, virtually made with a lot of big things ahead of him. I look at Jalen Brown as a really good player, a really good to great NBA player. He is not somebody that I look at and think he is a top five player in the league. So if you're giving me a choice between those two for the next five years, it's pretty much, it's not even close. It's Justin Herbert. Well, before I get into the debate on which one I'd rather have to try to win a championship the next five years, let me just give you this little nugget that I got from Jay Williams. After Jalen Brown signed his contract yesterday, the NBA now represents 32 of the 50 biggest contracts in North American team sports by annual value. The league has 76 players set to make at least $20 million next year. Wow. Business is booming in the NBA. And I got to tell you, I would if you had just give, given me that number and said, is it over or under? I think that number was light. I would have thought that number was light. 32 out of 50? I would have thought it was more closer to 40. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's, it's a whole lot of money. But I mean, think about it. You're considering baseball, basketball, yeah. Yeah, that's football, yeah. hockey. Like They, they 32. have 32 wow. of the 50 biggest contracts. <laughs> it's insane. How how big like the the money that's flying around in the NBA? But but what I'll say is this: if I'm trying to win a championship in the next five years with one of those two guys, give me Jalen Brown. Give really, Jalen Brown all day. Yeah, just give me Jalen Brown. This is a guy that's been to what four conference finals in the last five years or so, or, or whatever it is. They they've got an NBA Finals appearance under their belt. This is a team that's knocking on the door in the Boston Celtics, and Jalen Brown is a guy. That's one of the best two-way players, if not the best two-way player in all of basketball. He is. I mean, when it comes to being able to defend, when it comes to being able to score on all three levels, the one thing that you would knock him for is the turnovers and his ball handling, but that's something that he can continue to improve on. And is a relatively young player. You're talking about him being 26 or 27 years old. Now, I get it. Justin Herbert has youth on his side. That's all well and good. But in order for him to win a championship, think about what he's got to go through. He has Patrick Mahomes in his division. So that means he plays him at least twice every year. And if you want to win a championship, it's probably three times. Yeah, good luck with that one. Give me Jalen Brown. I'll roll with him trying to win a championship. Both him and Herbert are top 15 players in their sport. So I give respect to both of them. But if it comes down to trying to win a chip, I'm going with Brown over Herbert. Remember, Herbert had a 27-0 lead in a playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And blew it. Yeah, and his I remember team, the, his team, can't his team. offense scored three points after halftime. Can't I, I'm just saying, when it comes to winning, when it matters the most, I will roll with Jalen Brown over Justin Herbert. Yeah, now listen, here's the problem with that. Jalen Brown's team came back from down three games to none in the conference finals and then got their doors blown off. And he was terrible in the conference finals this year. Now, maybe it's some recency bias there. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I wouldn't mind having him for the long term. But ultimately, when I when that guy goes out and shoots 16% from three in the conference finals, when I need him at the, at the absolute most, that's just a killer. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.